right, Trails Collective World. Ian here with the Trails Collective uh, live uh, weekly episode. Uh, thanks to all who may tune in live with us uh, this round and those who may catch the episode after the fact. Thank you. Uh, feel free to some drop some comments or questions into the uh, Trails Collective's either YouTube or Facebook pages. Um, most often they come through. We'll try to pick them up. Uh, so Gabe, thanks for being on here. Hopefully you've got some um, quality questions for uh, Mr. Swanson uh, as he as we get to his segment. Uh, but thanks for being on here. And uh, yeah, so it's been a um, busy week on this end. Had a pretty good uh, uh, workout for our college women on uh, Saturday. Um, really busy weekend. Uh, otherwise, we're about to head off to uh, the Paul Short invite down in Lehigh uh, tomorrow. Uh, we take off. Uh, pretty big uh, invitational, so it should be a lot of fun to see how the uh, women uh, fare. Uh, so that's what's kind of shaking in my world. Uh, so um, there are a couple, I didn't get a chance to uh, really dive into media uh, this week. Um, usually I try to see what the Culture Podcast is up to, see if there's anything new with the uh, Pain Cave, uh, and just generally see what's uh, shaking out there. Just did not, did not have the opportunity. Uh, so tonight I'll intro just a couple of things that I did uh, pick up. And then as usual, we'll try to get into weaving in voices from uh, throughout, focusing on the uh, the Northeast, but here on the, the Beast Coast. Uh, it's really my hope to uh, shed some light on maybe some events that people may not be familiar with, uh, may cue you to some opportunities uh, for things you can check out for next year, and also just give uh, not only the events, but also voices uh, who may not necessarily get the exposure uh, where media, I think, is too often centered on the uh, the Rockies or the uh, the West in terms of the trail world. I think we have a lot of amazing uh, individuals and entities and events uh, here on the Beast Coast, and it's been a lot of fun to try to weave some of those uh, together. Uh, so thanks for all those who are supporting it and reaching out, letting me know on certain events uh, that maybe you have going on or that could be on my radar, uh, certain people maybe that you'd like to hear from. Uh, as we wind down some of the, I think, event or racing season, I'll also try to get into some uh, more uh, heavy episodes focused on maybe just uh, certain individuals <clears throat> or maybe certain concepts. So if there's a certain uh, content area that you'd really like us to dig into, I can definitely reach out to some individuals and uh, hone in on that concept, whether it be maybe coaching or training and having on coaches from multiple entities. Uh, maybe we'll have on uh, some other therapists or PTs and dig into maybe other some sports injuries and uh, rehab. Uh, but if there's something that you think would be pretty fun to uh, dig into, uh, let me know and I'll see who we have on the uh, the East Coast um, and weave those in. Uh, so a couple of things that um, I guess were just on my radar uh, most recently. Uh, the uh, Berlin Marathon with Iliad uh, Kipkoges uh, lowering his own record to 201.10, just at a ridiculous uh, pace. Uh, also found it pretty ridiculous just how easy he appeared to be coming in and where my brain was saying, dude, come on. Like, I just want you to pick that up and kind of collapse across the line in like one 159. Um, but the other, I think, even maybe more interesting, given that he's just a, a very bankable uh, runner at this point, was the uh, top uh, woman woman on the day. I'm not going to pronounce her name right, but it was uh, Tegisit uh, Asafa, something to that effect. Um, she Ethiopian, uh, I believe, uh, and up, up until her marathon debut this past March, uh, she was an 800 meter specialist and the first woman to run under two minutes, uh, in the 800, as well as, uh, 220 in the marathon. Uh, she finished uh, third with the third fastest time, I think in a women's marathon, uh, or world history. 
uh, with an 18 minute PR and 215, which is just uh, incredible. Uh, so while a lot of the focus was on Kip Koge, I think for good reason, uh, her effort was clearly amazing. And it's, it's tough when some of the uh, incredible efforts by uh, men dominate some of the uh, what could be maybe even more remarkable stories coming out of the, uh, the women's uh, races. So uh, truly awesome. Uh, another one which was on my radar uh, was the uh, recovery, uh, the death and the recovery of uh, Hillary Nelson. Uh, she was one of the most prolific uh, U.S. Uh, ski mountaineers uh, in history, uh, and she died uh, in a fall uh, off of a ridge uh, while skiing off of one of the, uh, I think, the top 10 highest peaks in Nepal. Um, and what caught me was I, I kind of dug in uh, just, I don't know, maybe trying to uh, connect or feel where she was in the moment. I think one of her last uh, Instagram posts, um, I'm just going to read because I think it reflected some of her her last uh, really incredible and remarkable moments uh, on this on this planet. Uh, and so it paired with on one of her Instagram uh, photos was her just a kind of this epic um, snow Nepalese uh, landscape and just uh, just ascending this mountain skis on her back, uh, pack on her back, head down and just ascending. Uh, and so her her Instagram, uh, what was written with it, uh, with that photo was uh, back bent and head down. I haven't felt as sure-footed on Mansulu or Manaslu as I have uh, on past adventures into this thin atmosphere of the high Himalaya. These past weeks have tested my resilience in new ways. The constant monsoon with its incessant rain and humidity has made me hopelessly homesick. I'm challenged to find the peace and inspiration from the mountain when it's been constantly shrouded in mist. Yesterday, we ended our summit bid when we decided it was too dangerous to move from Camp 3 to Camp 4. We subsequently decided to ski down from Camp Three, knowing that we would mean carrying our it would mean carrying our skis all the way back up the mountain, again if big if here, uh, we try again for the summit. It was the best thing we could have done. As soon as I made the first turn in the sticky hot pal in a total whiteout, all the weight and seriousness that had been plaguing me this whole trip faded into the background. Uh, with Jim Morrison, who was her partner, uh, we skied about 4,500 feet of the 6,000 foot descent uh, to base camp. Uh, it was full of shenanigans, rappelling over uh, Ciroc's uh, with our skis on, posing for pictures with climbers going uphill, uh, laughing and racing um, a couple other individuals. And they won, of course, and generally just finally being present and actually seeing what I've been seeing for weeks, but not absorbing. I hope that makes sense. Uh, we got back to base camp soaking wet in the pouring rain just in time for hearty uh, base camp dinner, smiling, laughing, felt amazing. Um, and then she provides some thanks. And so it's for such an incredible uh, individual um, who was just a giant uh, in ski uh, mountaineering and mountaineering in general, uh, it was just pretty potent to read some of her, I guess, her final takeaways and know she was in an amazing place uh, when she, um, well, before she went out. So uh, that kind of got me and that was something that was just on my radar. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, so I scanned some of the uh, fastest known times or FKTs. I didn't see any big ones that were on some of the uh, really um, routes that are uh, have a competitive history in the Northeast. And I'll try to make mention of those when I do see them. Um, but it has for sure cooled off a bit uh, with the formal events that have come back in. So uh, so we are going to get into a number of uh, events that did run. I think we'll bring you maybe... Um, I don't know. I think it's like 10 or 12 uh, voices here tonight, which should be a lot of fun to uh, chat with. And uh, we'll try to wrap probably somewhere around uh, nine o'clock, give or take. So uh, for sure, if you're on, thanks for checking in. Uh, Gabe, Maria, thanks for checking in here. Um, for sure, part of that Del Marva crew. 
And we are going to open with uh, turn in toward uh, the Delmarva. Um, and so I'm going to weave in um, Trent Swanson, uh, James Simmons, and Kelsey, you're on there as well. Kelsey Miller as well. Thanks for being on here all. Um, Trent, somehow it's always good to see you. Um, it seems like it, it shouldn't be, but it, it's funnily always fun to see you and whatever that uh, that thing is over your shoulder. This is uh, Smokey um, the Bear. And Ian, always good to see you. You're amazingly beautiful every time. Better look every time I see you. Look thanks. good. You're welcome. So uh, we'll go through, for those who are not in the know, just some uh, introductions here. Uh, Trent Swanson was the RD this past weekend for the uh, – Pemberton uh, 24, and it's uh, we'll get into uh, that format and really what it was uh, all about. Uh, also, the Algonquin uh, 50K, uh, Tuckahoe, uh, as well in the mix, and a couple others that um, that are just nonsensical events in that Delmarva uh, area. Uh, we've got uh, Kelsey Miller coming to us from Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Kelsey, good to uh, meet you digitally here. You too. Thank you. And uh, James Simmons um, from the uh, Waikimoko. Did I pronounce that right? Maybe not. No, that's not a, at all. That's a new pronunciation. But I like, I like it better it. that way. Waikimoko, Reckon Parks. Yep. Waikimoko. Do you think you can actually file a formal petition to have it pronounced the way that I pronounced it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I would that's like that. Good. That would that would be good. Um, and uh, coming to us uh, from that county and a partner for uh, Pemberton. Uh, and then I'm going to maybe do some, uh, well, actually Trent, let's just start, uh, with, well, I'm going to start with a question instead of you telling us about the event here. So lead in question and, uh, and Kelsey and, um, James, feel free to, to, to weigh in Trent. If you were to agree with it being true that you have a striking similarity to, and are referred to as either the Teddy Roosevelt or the Johnny cash of trail running race directing, which would it be and why? And how does it speak to your events? Did you say Gordon Lightfoot? No, did not. No. That was not one of your choices. Uh, Johnny Cash um, for two hundred, please. Johnny Cash, it is. And why? Why? Why do you think you're closer to Johnny Cash as an RD versus somebody like Teddy Roosevelt? Um, I think Johnny Cash probably has the moves that I have when people come across the finish line, and the singing ability is very much on par. That's, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that for an answer. Uh, Kelsey or James, do you want to weigh in on that? I would go with uh, Johnny Cash too, probably because of the the love and the heartbreak that are involved in Trent's events. Good one, Kelsey. Well done. Yeah, I I would agree with that too. I think Trent's kind of in his own his own category too, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'd agree that too. Um, Sometimes I try not to encourage it, but when I see the fun things that uh, he really does and it makes me say, hey, I really want to just steal that idea, um, I think I tend to uh, agree with you uh, there. Um, so, uh, Trent, actually, why don't you give us uh, – Trent and James, because you guys are uh, somewhat uh, very much, um, in, I think, working together here to put on this event, which I think is a pretty cool synergy. Uh, tell us about the uh, Pemberton 24 and format, kind of what it's all about, and then how – both of you kind of weigh in and James, what your kind of role is there. Yeah. Go ahead, Trent. You can, you can start with what the event is first, I guess. Yeah. So the, the feminine 24 is, is very uh, unique in the running 
community or the running world, I would say, because uh, it's it's not really a timed event. It's not really a distance event, but it's kind of both in the same way. It's basically 24 hours of 5Ks on the hour, every hour, starting at 7 p.m. and going in at Friday night, 7 p.m. until Saturday at 7 p.m. And you accumulate points by completing 5Ks by ranking in the top five placements for male, female, for teams um, as far as speed. And you also get bonus points for running at night and for finishing all of the 24 5Ks. So it's a point system. And the more you run and the faster you run, the more points you get. So you need speed, you need endurance, and you need consistency to do well in the race. And then, James, how about on your end in terms of how you weave in? So Trent's kind of on the the uh, race directing end, uh, sure. maybe kind of staging, uh, directing, uh, talking to people when they're sitting on the couch, which I'll uh, mention here in, in a minute. But uh, what's your role or how do you weave in? Yeah. So I've worked with uh, Wicomico County Recreation and Parks. You um, pronounced it wrong. Actually, if you could yeah, just let's back up a second because um, I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, you're fine. I, I work with Wicomico County Rec and Parks and Pemberton um, being one of our parks, uh, really one of our best known parks in the area. Um, and, you know, I think it was, I guess, four years ago, um, Trent had uh, had come to one of my staff with with kind of a crazy idea for this event. And, um, you know, they, they brought it to my attention and, and I loved it when I heard about it. I mean, I, I was not involved in the running world at all, uh, but just a passion for special events and love really unique events. And that's, that's what I kind of saw. I hadn't even met Trent yet to know, to know how crazy he really was. Um, and, and once I did, it kind of, kind of definitely drew me in to really want to be a part of it and, and help it get off the ground and grow. But, um, you know, they, they really came to us with a really cool idea and it, you know, I think in, in a lot of instances, it would have been really easy to say no. And, and you know, there's plenty of risk involved with, with anything that we do these days. And, and we really felt like it could be something really unique that would put our park on the map, our area on the map, you know, bring people to our area, really, really bring good exposure to a really a neat park and, and kind of a gem for our area. Um, and, and at that time, I didn't even realize all that Trent and and his crew really did maintenance-wise at the park year-round. I mean, those guys care about those trails more than anyone. Um, and and once we really understood that and realized that, it was like, we, we need to get on board with this and we need to support this any way we can. Um, not only because it's going to be a great experience, but it's it's really helping that park and, and our community out year-round as well. Um, so where I think where the county falls in is we... We try to share resources. I mean, we're we're real partners on the event. We try to share our resources with them to make life easy for them to come in and run, run the race and and do what they do so so well and and what makes it so special. And we we really just set the infrastructure and kind of kind of set the table for them to to really bring the magic to the park and what the events become. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a pretty awesome partnership. I think some of these uh events like you mentioned so many of the crews do really do uh care for the trails uh bring more people onto them not only get more exposure but hopefully more people caring uh for them as well but just the amount of uh individuals and resources they bring into communities i mean the economic impact is is pretty significant uh as well which is pretty awesome um my 
my question for you was going to be, um, is it possible that Trent staging trail races in freezing swamps posing as trails could be counterproductive to selling tourism value for the state of Maryland? Um, I think it, it does sounds, the opposite. I, it does I think, do the opposite. Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I was really not involved in the running world at all, but um, seeing how genuinely insane you guys are to, to do what you're doing is really cool to see. Um, so I don't think there's anything too crazy we could do with a park to, to make a race event go on. I, I think all of it's good. Even if you're running on ice in February, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty cool. And, and the experience that Pemberton we've been able to build, but the experience they've been able to build with the Algonquin and everything else. I mean, you see it. I mean, you know, folks like Kelsey coming from Rhode Island to run in the event, like there's a reason. And, and I think Trent and his crew, really are the reason that that people want to keep coming back to do these events is they they do a phenomenal job at, at really making it an experience for people and making it so much fun and so then kelsey uh it looks like you're signed up for your four straight algonquin 50k in february so then my question is for you then do you actually like do you actually just like awful things like <laughs> running through the water and freezing temperatures and which should make us question your judgment from here on out um the short answer is yes <laughs> I mean, I live in New England, so I guess I'm used to the cold uh, weather, and I also actually swim year-round in Rhode Island in the freezing water. So, All right. Yeah. All right. So, Algonquin so is, is appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a perfect, uh, perfect um, but synergy. Definitely there. following up on that last part of the conversation is definitely these two events that bring me to Maryland twice a year now for the last like. Yeah, since 2020, I guess. That's right. So, it just in kind of uh, real terms, quantify it. What's the uh, how long are you traveling to get between Portsmouth and um, the park there? It, it takes us about seven to nine hours driving, depending on traffic. Um, Algonquin, we fly to because we don't need as much gear as we do for Pemberton. That's awesome. But for bringing the camping gear and stuff we have to drive <clears throat> which is incredible right i mean then something i mean and you can see you smirking over up well on my screen up there uh trend i mean that's awesome i mean you got the the pull for people literally flying in for like algonquin i mean that's that's awesome in terms of what I was, you're I was actually and i was thinking of her flying with the clam chowder she brings like every single time she comes to the race and i was just thinking of her sitting in 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 her seat on the plane with her chowder and uh, yeah yeah, well, last year I had to I had to freeze the chowder so that it wasn't a liquid, you know, to carry us through. And so, as a uh, as an entering Kelsey, was this your was this your first Pemberton? You've done Algonquin before. Is this your first Pemberton, or is this your second? Uh, it was my second Pemberton, but it was my first time finishing all twenty four laps. Right on. Uh, so, was that part of it? Did you bow out early last time, and we were like, "All right, I'm coming back to finish"? Or yeah, I mean, I. I stayed until the end last time I did do the last lap, but unlike um, something that's different about Pemberton compared to other kind of backyard ultra formats is if you, if you skip, you can skip laps in the middle and come back. So if you need to take a break and get back in, you're able to do that. And um, last year it was my intention to do all of them, but it was sometime probably around hour, like 15 or 16. And they were, Abe was counting down for the start and I just felt like I was going to pass out and I wasn't up for that. <laughs> yep. So I sat that one out 
and napped for a few hours and then managed to get a few more laps in after that. So I did 19 last year. Um, but I, that was, that was my goal for this year was to get through all 24. Nice work. That's awesome. Uh, and so, um, Trent may have, uh, shared it with me our initial thread, but I'm forgetting at the moment, did you end up taking the win or how did it shake out in terms of, uh, the competition value? I got, um, second place. Yeah. Nice work. So, um, yeah, my, my goal was really about the, the 24 laps and I had kind of a steady, uh, pace in mind that I thought was sustainable and I was able to maintain that. And that's, that's what got me the extra points that Trent was kind of explaining in the beginning, placing in the top five of the women for most of the laps. Nice. Uh, and I did, as I referenced the, uh, the couch was, was pretty awesome. Um, so for those who haven't checked out the Pemberton 24, you can find it on their, uh, this trend. Maybe I just saw it on your, where, where people want to check that out. Cause I think it was maybe on your personal Facebook page, but there is another one really, I should just share my screen here and bring it in, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to risk my non-tech savvy and lose you. So it's just, it's awesome. He basically brought in this, this, uh, love seat of a couch, uh, right out there into the park. Uh, put in a big banner that says quitters couch behind it had a skeleton on it and uh, just a big picture of just just Trent basically in his glory days looking looking all handsome uh, just looking at you uh, for, for quitting with those eyes uh, which is pretty phenomenal so was it mandatory if somebody had to drop to kind of sit on that that couch Did, was that uh, part of the equation yeah so if you're if you're done running and you're not you're not doing any more 5ks you you uh what we call patch out. We give you a patch because it's only a 5K, so you're not going to get anything fancy. And um, so we give you a patch. And what do you get that patch? You have to sit down in the quitter's couch. Now, it's not mandatory to be interviewed, but we did interview a lot of people in that couch, both myself and Gabe. And uh, and then you get the patch and you go. So a lot of people took pictures in the quitter's couch. And uh, we actually were donated that couch, one of our runners, Pablo, um, he actually asked if we wanted a couch. And I said, yes, we'll take a couch so people can quit. And he, I don't know if he liked the idea of having a quitter's couch, but um, everybody, we got a lot of people sat there and and who knows, Ian, maybe I'll bring it up to uh, New York at one of your events. That would be fantastic <laughs> if you make the drive, dude, with that on top of your, your vehicle and bring a quitter's yeah. couch. Um, yeah. And uh, But it'd be fun to see some of the, just the interviews you got there too. There's got to be some uh, some emotion and some some gems and just some funny kind of bits there as well. Yeah. You know, there's, I've got to share a story of, uh, of Kelsey and, and Maria. Maria won the event. Uh, they share the same last name, but they're not related, although they're like cousins, I believe, or something. And uh, there was one 5K. I think Maria had already locked in first place, and Kelsey had already pretty much locked in second place. So it was one of the last few. And they were coming in running together, and Maria was maybe a step or two ahead, but they weren't racing. And the entire finish line, all of the people doing the timing was trying to cheer them on and trying to get them to race and they just held steady and came through smiling and competitors but also friends and it's great to see the the community out there i think you know if they were racing for a place they may have but they probably had like two or three more 5ks to go so they were being uh, smart as well we don't like smart runners but it's good to have them there <laughs> uh yeah um I'm, yeah all right with the smart runners, I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming that it's a, uh, I mean, if you did some sort of uh, demographic study there, that you're probably those that choose to come to, uh, to Del Marva to do some of your races, it's probably weeding out some of the, uh, 
well, some of the smarts there. I mean, but uh, I think I mean, we had three smart runners, and one of them was James. And you know, we worked <laughs> with him, so I... James, did you participate as well? Did you run it? I, I did not. No, I sat behind the uh, behind the camera when when uh, kind of running our live stream throughout the event. Um, so you can see some of some of Trent and Gabe's interviews, which are are pure gold to watch uh, back. Uh, but you can see some of that on on the county's Rec and Parks YouTube channel. Nice. But all the but more. Yeah, I mean, this is James is bringing in. They bring in the whole crew. They set up tents, tables. They have signs everywhere. They set up all the camping. And also, don't let James fool you. I've seen his running times. He's a he's a decent <laughs> runner. So I'm, I tried to stalk your Facebook. And you look more like a baller there with some of the uh, historical <laughs> photos there. But you know, yeah, basketball is his true love for sure. <laughs> So what uh, what else you got uh, coming up? So Trent, what what do you have left for uh, races, uh, James? Anything else that you guys are rolling in the park there to mention that you want to plug? And then Kelsey, what you got on deck for uh, any other events or races before you uh, um, get to some cold water swimming? So in November we have November nineteenth. We've got the Tuckahoe twenty five k, which we call the perfect run, perfect time of the year, perfect distance, fifteen miles. Anything more is just a waste of leg. And um, so that's in November, and then the uh, the Super Bowl of Ultra Running on Delmarva, the Algonquin 50K in February. So, um, well, I'm going to send you a picture of Kelsey's not kidding. She basically swam in Maryland the day before just to intimidate people, and and then that was the year she got third place as well. So that's what we've got coming up. Oh, and the duck, but we don't talk about the duck. Yeah, we don't talk about the duck. Yeah, it's kind of like the Fight Club. Yeah. Um, yeah, and how about you, uh, James? Anything else in the park that you got going that you want to plug in terms yeah, of events? Got, or? I mean, locally, we've got a uh, a Thanksgiving Day, actually just a 5K event um, that we'll have going on the turkey trek on Thanksgiving Day at Pepperdine Park. And then I, I would definitely stay tuned for some others. I think we've got some some new park properties that we're working on developing and and excited about and and. In our office, one of the things when we're looking at parks and what we're going to open and and uh, try to develop, we're we're always talking about kind of opening day events. And Trent usually pops into our head as like, "What kind of crazy thing can we can we call Trent and come up with?" So I would stay tuned. We got we got several properties that uh, over the next year or so we're we're going to be developing and opening, and and I'm excited to see what kind of craziness we come up with there. That's great, cool. And Kelsey, what you got on deck? Um, I just have a couple of local road races. I'm going to be running a 5K this weekend just because, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and a marathon at the end of October in Narragansett. And then it will be Algonquin. So far, my only ultras are our trance events. And um, just like you said, it's it's really the community that, that brings us back. And I've been kind of building my group of friends down at the race but also kind of bringing more people from Rhode Island to each race and I'm already working on a crew for Pemberton next year hopefully so that's um, great yeah cool. bringing more more Rhode Island to Trent more chowder for Trent and Gabe that's outstanding um well great um well uh Kelsey uh great job uh, Maria on here as well thanks for being on congrats on the win there uh, James, thanks for your partnership with them. Uh, that's pretty awesome to have uh, that synergy there. Uh, and then Trent, uh, congrats on another good round and um, nice work, buddy. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, yeah right. Thank All right, you. cool. 
Um, so I will uh, hopefully check you guys with uh, another round. See ya. All right. We are going to turn to um, PA. Um, I am going to weave in Rhea here. Rhea, thanks for being on as well. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for being on here. Do you have? Do we have your audio? Not yet. Oh, I heard you put down your your buds. Talk to me again. Hold on. There, you're, you're good. That. You're on. Nice. Okay. And thanks for being Sorry. on here. And no, yeah, not absolutely. at all. And we were gonna um, hoping to have uh, Dave in the mix as well, uh, but he is prepping for uh, Black Forest and. Uh, he got back to me saying he could potentially get some uh, coverage out of his phone on one corner of the cabin that he's holed up in, but uh, not reliable enough. But he sends his uh, his congrats and is working on uh, Black Forest as we speak. Um, so, Rhea, thanks for being on here. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, Rhea, um, women's win, right? And ninth overall in a time of 233, I believe. Yeah, yeah so nice work. Um, I didn't get a chance to, which I often try to sufficiently stalk people's ultra sign up profiles, if not Facebook, so that I can kind of come up with some sort of uh, uh, appropriate line of questioning. Um, but I missed the stalk uh, of you there. So where are you coming in from? And is, was, you, was this your first uh, World's End? No. So oftentimes, I think it's been probably four or five years in a row, I, I will do the World's End 50K. Oh, right on. Um, but this year I couldn't do it, just had a different obligation. So I decided to do the fall classic instead. So this is my second year doing the fall classic. Um, it's always a good race. So I just decided that that was the best thing to do. Yeah. For the 50 K. So what, um, for those who aren't familiar with uh, world's end, uh, give us the, I guess the, the rundown of what the, I guess world's end all about in terms of just uh, where it's situated uh, as well as maybe cover or kind of touch on maybe the 50k 100k because i think that that's very i think well known in the uh, i think trail running circles and then maybe how the fall classic kind of compares or what the course is like compared to those yeah so world's end is basically a black hole so you get to escape from the chaotic world and i think that's probably the best part of it um that's kind of why i like that race because it's just like you and all the other trail community that is racing um the 50k oh it snakes through much of the world's end area and has just remarkable views um, all along the way. I feel like it's a course that just really, it's a fast moving course when you're on the flats and the downhills, the, the uphills definitely get you. Um, so the fall classic is just kind of like a, a mini version of the 50 K I would say. And it has just a bunch of awesome trails that, that snake through everything. And is it um, so same park? Is it covering a lot of the same? I shouldn't say a lot, right? Because I guess the half versus a uh, 50k or the, the 100k, but the 13 miles that it does, is it overlapping with the uh, the 50k course or 100k course? Some of it, um, I would say probably four to six miles of the 50k. So not an overabundance. There's a good portion of the back end of the the half that's different than the 50 and 100. Um, and similarly, starting with some of the uh, technical stuff in the beginning and then somewhat, I guess when I went into um, when I, I did the 100K um, a couple of years ago, um, and I guess I had it uh, made out in my head as 
um, a lot more technical than I think I found it to be. I think I found the first, uh, after you get off the kind of campground roads or whatever, like that first mm -hmm. mile through that just kind of rocky, whatever technical, but then I felt like it wasn't too bad. Like aside from a lot of like the, the mud holes as you go through these kind of like bog, like forests or whatever. Um, yes, there's some big ups some big downs, but I didn't necessarily think it was like kicking rocks technical. Like some of the other races are, um, I would agree. Kind of I think majority of the the flat sections are areas that you can really just rip through. So mm -hmm. that's fun. <laughs> cool. Um, and now uh, bringing up some of the other stuff that you've uh, done, uh, which I uh, should have done a few minutes ago. Like uh, so with your history at uh, Boulder Beast, uh, World's End uh, as well, you mentioned um, and Heiner. Um, how about some comparisons to those? I mean, it's such a strong Pennsylvania scene. We'll have some more voices on, but I guess how, how to compare some of those. Um. Boulder Beast is a, is a beast for sure. I would say the Boulder Field, I mean, I'm not much of a a Boulder person, so that's definitely difficult for me. Some people really succeed in that. So I think, um, I would say World's End in comparison, I don't know. It It's hard to say. There's there's aspects of, of it that are similar and others that aren't. So, and in terms of Heiner, uh, Heiner was a beast for me. So I would say that one is one of the toughest ones I've, I've done. Did you do the, uh, was it the 50K there? Or what'd you do at Heiner? Was it 25K or 50K? The 25K. 25K. Yep. Um, and did it leave you, then did it leave kind of a significant impact where you're like, yeah, I don't know about the 50K or is that one you're like, ah, I think I'm going to go back. I, I don't know. I think I could do the 25K again and then feel it out. Maybe mm -hmm. I could commit to that 50K, but I don't know. The first time I did the 25K, I was like, ooh, 50K seems like a lot. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, clearly you're you're tough and you're quick and you've been getting um, uh, maybe even quicker here as you go. Uh, is, is trail running, do you have a running history? Did you kind of run in uh, like high school or afterward or college or anything? Or is you picking up this, picking this up later in the game? So I ran cross country through um, high school and then just continued to run. Um, I played soccer all my life. So that's a big aspect of, of my trail feet, I would say. But I've just continued to run throughout college and afterwards. And then trail running really didn't pick up until like 2015, 2016. And I think from from then on, it's just been something that is more enjoyable than road running. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, and I would agree there, too, in terms of the uh, technical or kind of the coordination or the human development coming out of uh, growing up a soccer player. I think that that's pretty awesome in terms of uh, foot and then uh, hand and foot coordination there. So it looks like it's 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 paying off. Um, so how about some others? Any others that are on your uh, bucket list or what are you looking at for um, anything else this year or next year? Uh, I'm debating between doing Call of the Wilds, just like the 25K this year. Nothing else really on on the docket. I would say next year probably try for Heiner again, um, and then of course World's End 50K. But other than that, I don't really have anything else lined up. Yeah. Um, well, right on. Well, it's awesome to see. Um, I guess so many uh, pretty incredible options uh, there in that PA corridor. Um, some really technical beasts. Some a lot of climbing. But just a really awesome uh, scene and culture there. Uh, which really kind of ties in the community. So it's it's cool that you're weaving your way through there. And it'll be exciting to see uh, what you keep doing here uh, as you get into it even further. So um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, nice work uh, this round. Um, 
and it'll be fun to see where you go from here and maybe catch up with you again. Sounds good. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Rhea. Yep. All right. Um, we are going to stay uh, in PA uh, for a couple more here. The next one I am going to turn to is one we have talked about uh, in prior, um, I think maybe the past year or two, another just Pennsylvania classic um, is going to be the Conestoga Trail Run. Um, I'm going to weave in here, uh, Colin and Cooper. Uh, it is good to uh, meet you both digitally. Um, if Jason ends up uh, logging into the uh, stream here, we'll weave him in here as well. Um, but it's nice to see you both. Hey, and you too. Um, so this is there too. It's I can't. It's a little bit tougher for me to stalk the results. Uh, oh, Jason, can you log into Streamyard? I don't see you. If you're in there, hit uh, enter stream or see if you can figure that out. I don't see you in the back end. Um, so see if not already, if you use that uh, link that I sent in the email, see if you can click on it and then enter stream once you're in and then I can pull you through. Um, uh, so the uh, Conestoga Trail Run, one that's been on my radar, just speaking of uh, Pennsylvania uh, technicality, uh, I guess this would be one of them. I've not yet run it, but just hearing kind of the stories, uh, it sounds uh, pretty awesome. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Jason, let me see if I can get you that uh, link here. Um, sorry, one second. Bear with me here all. Um, here while I'm uh, doing this. So uh, Cooper and Colleen, was this both your first rounds at uh, Conestoga or uh, yeah, for both of yeah, you? Yeah, it was my first. Second on there, Cooper. Yep. Cool. Um, so Cooper, while I'm getting the uh, link to send over uh, Jason's way, uh, for those who aren't already familiar with Conestoga, can you just tell us a bit about what Conestoga is all about in terms of course? And if you're coming back for your second time, what got you a little bit hooked on Conestoga and wanting to come back for round two? Yeah, it, uh, here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and it follows along the Susquehanna River along uh, the Conestoga Trail, a 10-mile race there starting up uh, near the town of Peckway at a campground and runs down to Kelly's Run. It's a good mixture of some good scenic vistas overlooking the Susquehanna River, as well as you kind of run down into a lot of these little feeder streams with some kind of running up, uh, alongside these feeder streams of the Susquehanna along a lot of rocky pass. I think the, the other thing that's kind of fun about it is part of the run, you are on kind of a just ribbons hanging in the woods. And so you're kind of just bushwhacking through. There's some other parts with some really nicely groomed trails. And then there's some parts with some pretty technical rocky sections that you're kind of bouncing along, you know, going down a Creek or up a Creek. So, um, it's a great diversity within just a short, short distance there. Um, and the <clears throat> climbs aren't, I mean, it's got a, what's the, <clears throat> and for either one of you, you remember the cumulative uh, elevation gain or, or loss on the course? I don't, it's just, you're kind of bouncing up and down pretty Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. I think it's something like 3000 gain and okay. loss over the 10, 10 miles. So it's solid, but it's kind of the cumulative uh, effect. It's not like you're looking at monster, uh, climbs or descents. It's just those that are there just kind of draw you down. I mean, it's just kind of technical all over the place and you're having to constantly, I imagine, be just kind of emotionally tuned in and vested. Um, and then, uh, so, so 
Sorry, back to you. I was kind of distracted getting the uh, link to Jason. Hopefully, Jason, that just came through. I did email it off. Uh, but let me do a uh, short introduction here. So, uh, Colleen, you're coming to us from uh, Philly area. Yep. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, and the, you took the women's win uh, this round? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Nice work. And not only was it a solid win regardless, uh, but it should be noted that you also ran the Boulder Beast the day prior, correct? I did, yeah. Yeah. So, quite the glutton, uh, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. And if you're still on here, maybe I'll even hang on to you because Boulder Beast will, will follow here. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there you were finishing third woman in 459. So that's a pretty solid, uh, solid weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then Cooper, you're coming to us from uh, Lancaster, PA. Yep. Lancaster. Yep. Um, and finishing second uh, to the Mysterio, uh, Fast Eddie Pantoja. I tried to get Eddie on here as well, but uh, he keeps uh, keeps not having it. Um, we're, we're going to keep working on him, um, to, to draw him out here. And then Jason Logue, if you tune in, uh, RD and of, uh, run PA there. So, um, so Colleen, in terms of, let's go to you. I mean, just being kind of a glutton. I mean, so what's your, what's your deal? I mean, what do you do in Philly? And, uh, but clearly you enjoy kind of getting out of the city, finding some of the technicality and just be like, I don't know, not everybody's going to want to bite off both of those, uh, kind of back-to-back efforts. Yeah, I guess I, I mean, I was kind of late getting into the trail running world. Um, I was living in, well, I had been living abroad for a while and I came back and I was in South Philly for a few years. And then when the pandemic started, I realized I needed to get closer to the woods. So I moved to Northwest Philly, close to the Wissahickon, which is a pretty famous like trail park area uh, in Philadelphia. And uh, I've kind of just been moving around, trying to get in, involved as much as possible in the in the Pennsylvania and other trail communities since then. So yeah, I think I discovered at some point that I really just love uh, climbing. I really need to keep working on more technical descents. So I figured instead of doing like a 50K, I was gonna do more of a self-imposed stage race and get a lot more of the sort of idea of a mountain run in just work um, on that kind of stuff and how'd you feel i mean coming into a technical course and especially going for the uh the overall win with a must have been a little bit of dull uh in the legs uh that day do you feel like you could really kind of uh open up or did it kind of give you what you're hoping in terms of the uh i guess what you were after Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think I didn't really know what to expect going into Conestoga um, as far as how I was going to feel, if I was going to just hike the whole thing or really try and push it. Um, I felt great the first few miles. So I was just going with my gut, going with my feelings. Um, There's a huge climb that leads up to the pinnacle right around mile seven. And I did great. I did well on that, but kind of really felt the fatigue after that. Um, and then really, I just got lucky. There was a guy that was running just ahead of me that we we were, had sort of been chatting a bit. And he is local to the area, runs those trails every day. So at some point, I was just like, I got to stick with this guy. My brain is not keeping up anymore. Uh, as far as just trying to to stay on the trail, follow the the markings. Um, and so I just, you know, pushed it and kept up with him and was able to, to finish pretty strong. Yeah. Nice work. Um, and Cooper, your second time through, um, 
but I don't know if I was able to track your history as much. Where are you coming at it for? I mean, you're um, local to that area, so in your relative kind of backyard in terms of the technicality, but what's, uh, what's your history out there? Uh, coming from actually marathon running primarily uh, on the roads. And so as kids come along and you get a little older and the mileage of the marathons and uh, kind of the pounding on the pavement, I felt that transition to trails feeling, and uh, honestly, the running the trails is just a bit more enjoyable, um, especially in a place down there on the Conestoga Trail. So that the transition from marathon running into trail running was, was a fairly natural transition. Right on. And have you done some of the other uh, events down, down there in kind of the, the trail network, or are you just kind of broaching the, the trail scene? Yeah, pretty much just the Conestoga one here. Heiner is kind of on my radar here. Um, next up, I think I'd love to give that a go. Cool. Um, and then, Jason, how to shake out for you, man? Thanks for making it on. Sorry, I think I sent it to a different email I had for you, but clearly didn't uh, work in the beginning. But how are you? How the weekend go from your vantage point? And uh, how was this run of uh, – and this was – I should also say this was what year for Conestoga? This was the 27th, 27th year. Yeah. So we had like a four year hiatus because of like land ownership uh, with the, uh, with the park. Um, but we brought it back. So yeah. So next year will be our 28th. Um, so the weekend's good. It's a, it's a big undertaking because it's 10 miles and communications kind of hard because of like the riverlands and the hills and stuff. But uh, we always get a good group of people. We get a good group of volunteers to come out. And it's always nice to see the the runners come out. And I don't think we had too many bees this year, which was kind of a little uh, uh, disappointing. Um, usually that's a big attraction. Uh, bee stings happen all the time. Uh, I think there's only a few this year. But, uh, but yeah, uh, there's one section of the hill that the Conservancy took out from us. But I think overall talking to, like, the Conestoga Cowboys that came out and ran it and – I think Cooper, you probably thought too that it was just a nice like downhill near House Rock versus having a climb. So a lot of runners were able to have a little bit of a faster time. So we we do believe runners are running about five to ten minutes faster uh, the course now compared to uh, what it has been in the past. Um, but next next year we're going to do a couple changes. Um, it will be a timed event. Right now it's always been manual, um, so we are going to go to a timed event for next year. Um, and then we're going to go back to our old cutoff of two and a half hours to make it to mile seven. Uh, we've been gracious for the last three, uh, doing a three hour cutoff, but we're going to go back to our, our roots and put it back at two and a half hours, uh, to make it up to the pinnacle. Um, but it's always a great race. I love putting it on. I love seeing everybody come out. Um, we got close to our cutoff about 200 runners. Um, we had 146 finish and we had a bunch that made it to the pinnacle and then that was it. Um, but, uh, it just, it, people don't think everyone has like Northern PA um, and they have a lot of Hills and killer courses up there. But if you haven't given the Conestoga a chance, uh, I know Zach Miller's talked highly of it. And I'm sure these guys right here, um, Colleen and Cooper, they can attest that it is, we say it's a tef, tough 10 miles and it is absolutely 10 miles of an accordion of Hills. Um, and I think it's pretty technical for, runners and like we get some people to come out and they're like oh it's only 10 miles but you you earn it when you cross the finish line uh so but uh yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it congratulations for coming out congratulations uh on your placing and everything i hope you guys come out next Thank year you. and tell all your friends because and you guys had good weather too i mean we had rain at the very end uh we had a couple stragglers it was like thunder and lightning and stuff but uh great weather i mean it was a great weekend for racing uh all together so but uh yeah, yeah. 
come back out next year. I, I invite you to. <laughs> Format with yeah, thank you. Do you split it up with the, at that seven point where there's a the cutoff? Do you have an aid station there, or do you have some aid throughout? Or are they pretty yeah, much? So just- we have we have uh, several aid stations. There's a road crossing, which is a, it's like a mile two, so it's real light, just water. And uh, then we have rerun, which is a hike to get into. Um, that's mile four, and there you have uh, that's where you'll start to get some snacks. Mile seven is like our biggest aid station. That's the one I always wanted to be a part of because it's it's just a killer climb. Like as soon as you get down, you're like, you're basically down at the river again, like river level. And then all of a sudden it's just, you make this turn and all it is, is just like a stairway to heaven and you're just straight up. And then when you think you're, when you think you can't get any worse, it just bears to the right. And it's just, it's just nonstop, even to the aid station. I, I know when I went out on the Conestoga my first time, I was just dumbfounded by like just the climb. Like, I don't know how a hill can be. I mean, Heiner's the same way. When you run Heiner, you do that, like, just trying to get up to the, the view. It's just never-ending. But, um, but, yeah, it's it's a strong hill. But you need to, you need to get up there uh, and then get going because you still have Kelly's run to go through, um, which still has some technical spots. But Pinnacle is Pinnacle is the money spot, trying to get up that hill and get over it uh, quickly and uh, keep your pace. But um, but it's just beautiful and uh, it's just a, it's a great course. The trails are pretty. Uh, the Lancaster Conservancy does really well at conserving that property, um, and we have a very good working relationship with the Conservancy uh, and on both sides of the river. Um, so it's just good to be good stewards, and they allow us to use it because they know how well we take care of their property and how much we enjoy that. And um, that public use is very important for for everybody, especially us as trail runners and uh, taking care of. Uh, what we're allowed to what we're allowed to use and stuff so the that partnership is what allows us to continue to have this race every year um that and we also run our course on uh two two private properties uh we have private landowners that we have permission to run through their property as well so it's keeping that that network of uh, relationships going uh to ensure the race uh for for the years ahead cool uh and so uh, Heiner uh, mentioned for Colleen and Cooper, anything like uh, this season or anything um, that you're closing out with or that you got in the lineup? Uh, I am registered for Heiner 50K this coming year. So, um, but just that for now, um, I had attempted at World's End 100K last year and I had to pull out. So I'll definitely go back for more of that mm-hmm. um, next summer. And then, yeah scatter some other stuff in between i'm sure and shoot again at the 100k and um with some just now you have that experience under your belt or anything that you came away thinking uh this is what i need going into the second round um yeah well again i just got to work on those technical downhills that's what that's what kind of got me um i made it about halfway through the 100k last year and then i kind of turned my ankle and had a bad pop and decided that I didn't want to keep hiking another 30 miles on it so I could yep. keep running for for a while still um yeah. so yeah just got to keep keep um plugging away at improving there cool uh, and Cooper how about you what you got nothing on the docket I'm jumping a Thanksgiving turkey trot but uh, I think I'll take the rest of the year kind of low-key as we roll into winter here uh-huh how old are your kids eight four and three months uh-huh. Yeah. Right on. You're in it. Yeah, man. It's the best. Yeah. 
Um, well, cool. Did they get out there some with you too? At least the eight and the, uh, the four-year-old? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the eight-year-old especially. Uh-huh. They love Sweet. it. Right on. Um, well, I'll have to try to pull both of you uh, my direction for some of our events. Uh, Colleen's is clear year, clearly you're glutton with the, the back-to-backs. we got a little bit of separation from Breakneck Point and Heiner, I think, uh, next year. I think we'll be a week or two after uh, Heiner. Uh, but it might All be right. one up your, your alley or Cooper as well if you like some adventure. Um, that'll run May 6th, I think, over in the Hudson Valley. Um, and cool. it's pretty burly as well, pretty technical. I think it's got... I don't know, we're somewhere around 10,000 feet usually for the marathon of gain and somewhere around uh, 4,500 for, for the half marathon. Uh, so it would be great to have you in the mix if you're so inclined. Um, but nice work this weekend. And uh, Jason, uh, congrats on putting on another uh, round. This is how many years at the helm for you now? Uh, this will be my, but that was my like fourth, fourth year, I think. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's cool. It's cool to see such a kind of a cult classic uh, going strong. I think good representation of, Good classic trail running, uh, PA technicality, uh, and one that I think is often under the radar for people. So it's it's cool yeah, to absolutely. see it still rolling. Yeah. Next year, come out where we're doing the Super Loop. Um, that's something that we've been working on. That'll be on both sides of the river. It's 100K. Um, so that's something we've been talking about. And I have pretty much almost all permitted for, uh, we're shooting for May of next year for that. So that'd be kind of a cool one. That's going to be kind of early. Two loops? You loop the river twice? One loop. One. Yeah, one loop. It's like one loop, and it's like just over ten thousand. I think it's close to ten thousand feet, and about sixty-four miles. Um, and then you're running on some road to get to some of the preserves on the trail. But you get both the night. You get probably the best parts of the Mason Dixon and the Conestoga that you ran on uh, for this race, along with some other uh, some other hill climbs. Cool. Um, well, right on. Well, guys, um, and Colleen, if you if you got a few minutes, maybe I'll, I'll let I'll bring in uh, Justina with you as well, and you can comment on the Boulder Beast uh, as well. Um, Cooper, thanks for for taking some of your time, man. Congrats hey, on thanks, Ian. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, on the uh, solid effort. And Jason, thanks for uh, being on again. Nice work. Yeah, sorry for uh, the, the delay. Oh yeah, no, all good. Thanks, man. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right, so we are going to stay with uh, PA. I'm going to weave in uh, Justina. Justina, good to see you again. And hey then- there. And Paul uh, Brungard was in uh, in here in the beginning, um, but logged back off somewhere. Somewhere we lost him. So if he if he comes back through, um, I will pull him back through. Um, so good to see you. So for those who um, aren't already uh, in the know or uh, know Justina, uh, she's coming to us from uh, Fairless Hills, PA. Is that still where you're yep. you're based? Yep. Yep. This is where I live right now. Can you hear me well? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And she was the uh, 24 mile uh, women's winner. I think you were just off the course record, right? Not too far. Uh, no, no, no. I think the course record was uh, 417 uh, by uh, Nicole Yocum, I think. Uh, but was, uh, uh-huh. yeah, the, the Boulder Beast. So uh, this year, Lisa Fisher came first. I was just behind her 40 seconds, I guess. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't close to to the course record. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of uh, 28 finishes, though, I'll toot uh, Justina's horn here, um, at least on ultra sign-up. Uh, not that that's the end-all, be-all. I'm sure there's a lot of others out there. Uh, Justina has podiumed in all but a couple um, of the 28 uh, finishes there and was a top woman's finisher in around 17 of them and most uh, 50K up through uh, 100 miles. Uh, you had a good Eastern States this year, if I'm remembering <laughs> correctly. Went pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
And so for you two, uh, Colleen, you were third on the day, right? Justina, t- uh, top seed for the women. Did you guys get to share some uh, share any miles out there? Yeah, actually, we did. I think, um, Justina, we were running together, I believe, yes. in the beginning, right? <laughs> the yes, we did. And then some of the early trails. Um, and then uh, leading up to the boater field, I think you took off. <laughs> and and killed it on the on the boulder on the beast itself and i think that's when we started to to lose some yeah Yes, and the sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so uh, I think somebody else ran with us. It was three of us, and um, I didn't realize that there was somebody else ahead of us, Lisa Fisher, and somebody um, at uh, one of the eight stations. I think at the first water station, uh, called uh, to us and said, "Oh, uh, the the first female is six minutes ahead of you guys." And I was like, "Wow, there's somebody else. Yeah. I have to step up my game. I, I gotta hurry <laughs> up because I I started kind of a." Uh, conservative because I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't really run those trails here in central um, PA and I, I didn't know what to expect. So then I thought, okay, I'm going way too slow. So, so this is when I, at the boulder field, I, I, I took off and I tried to catch up with Lisa Fisher. And eventually, I think that was by mile 18, uh, somebody said this first female she's only a minute ahead i thought well great so and yes then um within next you know 10 minutes i i i actually caught up to her and it, as i was passing her she did not expect of course and as i was passing her on on rocks i took a spill i fell stopped my knee and before i actually picked myself up she was gone she took off she's very good down the hill and so I tried to catch her, especially on the last flat three miles. So uh, I ended up being actually 40 seconds behind her. So I couldn't, uh, I mean, she's great. She's she's awesome. So uh, I definitely, I signed up for more races um, uh, in Central uh, PA because I think this is a great workout. Um, so I'm coming back in two weeks to do Green Monster 50K. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking these... Uh, these trails there are quite technical and just very good, very challenging, and that's what I like. So. And you keep hammering. You've, uh, you've <laughs> done quite a few of them at this point, right? And kind of weaving through. I mean, you've you've had a couple. Yeah. You've done Cayuga trails uh, a couple times, yeah. but some of these yeah. you've hit, kind of bouncing around. You're not necessarily repeating the same events. You're you're kind of moving around and you're kind of crushing yeah. uh, each one, um, which is pretty cool to see. How do you? So for those, and, and Colleen and Justine, you could both uh, weigh in a little bit. So set the stage for uh, Boulder Beast, who don't, for maybe those who aren't familiar with uh, the course there, kind of what to expect or uh, how to maybe compare it to some of the other PA events. Uh, Colleen, do you want to start, Colleen? Go, go ahead, you can start. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, my experience with it was um, basically it starts out with about a 5K on the road before you're going into the trails um and throughout the course it's it's again similar to conestoga where it's a lot of up and down um some big climbs a lot of the descents are pretty technical um one of them you actually have rope that you have to kind of you Mm -hmm. can kind of use to to get down and it has the boulder field which i think is about a mile in total maybe a little bit more than that um and it's all boulders that are going up the whole time um but as far as the race and then again at the end you end on the road another 5k 
Um, the volunteers were amazing. There were people like scattered across the boulders as well, you know, playing music or cheering. And so the vibe of the whole race I thought was really fantastic. I mean, it's truly in terms of that vibe, in terms of the people uh, out there, I think that central PA corridor is, I think the biggest trail running scene for sure in the Northeast in terms of the consistent uh, draw and just sheer numbers. Uh, it's mm -hmm. pretty impressive. I know a lot of people, um, I mean, a lot of returners, I mean, it's hanging on to them as well as bringing people in uh, from out of town, which is a pretty awesome community uh, here in the course. And I don't remember on the course map, how it lays out. Is this following some of the frozen snot course or is it just pretty similar based in that area, but they're not necessarily overlapping. Do either one of you know that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. If any of you are listening yeah. in, let, let me know on the frozen snot. Cause I mean, it's really similar. We are starting a uh, 5k on roads uh, roughly. Um, and then you get some of the, uh, uh, the ropes uh, sections up there and you do get a pretty sustained uh, boulder climbs and frozen snot. So uh, maybe yeah. if somebody's listening, uh, weave in or Meisner on the back end, you can look up whether uh, frozen snot and the boulder beasts have the same uh, overlapping courses. That's your task for the moment, buddy. Um, so for, uh, Justina and uh, Colleen. So with Justine, I guess for you, man, you just keep cranking. I mean, you're really, you're pretty awesome. So what's the, anything, what kind of sustains, what sustains you? I mean, right. I mean, to, in my eyes, you're not getting younger, but you're also not I'm older down. than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, because I, I started trails quite late, I, um, uh, I did the uh, track in college, in high school, some cross country, then um, road for years and years. I've been, I've been running pretty much for 35 years and, and I, I pay attention to the age now and uh, and I, I always look, oh my goodness, I'm the oldest uh, at the top, like first nobody older and I feel like my time is running out and I, and I got into trails, even though I train uh, on trails uh, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, a lot, uh, even though uh, I trained for a track, but still trained a lot on trails. Then the, most of my runs were done on trails. Uh, I got into trails, uh, trail racing quite late. And I feel like um, I just want to catch up, uh, uh, you know, with the COVID. And then I had a foot uh, procedure where I couldn't run for a long time. I I, um, I got a screw uh, put in my foot. So I, I it took me a year to actually get back to to really running and um and i feel like wow okay i'm feeling great now i i want to catch up i i saw i'm signing up for races left and right and um and i just feel like okay i don't have much time i'm hoping to 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 run you know to sustain that 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 training and and, and the, this type of running for uh, as long as i can but yes in comparison to other um Mm, runners i am older so <laughs> i'm 47 and i uh and i feel like okay there's so much that i want to do so i gotta hurry up <laughs> uh, while keeping that balance and not overtrain myself so there's so many races that i want to do before i get old so <laughs> which is awesome i i think it's i don't know i i'm continually impressed that you're running so fast so hard and not slowing down and it's not like you're Thanks. choosing these these easy races um, and you're, you're kind of doubling back and hanging in there. So I think it's pretty impressive. Thanks. Um, Thank you. And, and it would be cool to see uh, Colleen who's just getting into it more. Um, and the fact that you shared some, some early uh, miles there. Um, I don't know. It'd be a pretty cool posse. Yeah. I'm just going to watch and learn. <laughs> but I, I just watch and learn, but like, right. I mean, 
I mean, right, do it alongside or kind of, you know, do this together. Or, um, you said you were yeah. thinking, what was it there, uh, Colleen, maybe Call the Wilds? Is that what you were thinking of? No, no, I'm doing Heiner and uh, and then I'll probably go back to um, World's End. Oh, not one in the fall, though. I didn't. Sorry, I thought you said yeah. you were going to maybe. OK, um, well, there well, it you is. Never know. You never maybe know. <laughs> you need, there it is. There's the incentive for uh, uh, Green Monster there uh, with Justina to to join her for another round there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, sounds fun. Um, and Meisner, thanks for doing some research. Only a little overlap between Boulder Beast and Frozen Snot, um, but yeah, still same general area. Uh, so for those not know, Frozen Snot's also a pretty uh, awesome event in that area. It runs um, uh, pretty much the heart of winter uh, in February and is one for sure to uh, check out. Um, so uh, right on. Uh, well, Colleen and Justina, um, really uh, great job this past weekend. Again, Colleen, that was a really burly double. Um, nice work. And Justina, you. you continue to crank Thank and be an inspiration. So, so well done. Um, and thanks for both of you for being on here tonight and taking a little bit of time to uh, just connect on them. Thanks so much. Thank you. For having totally. me. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. All right. Um, so for the um, last round of the evening, we are going to uh, turn north. Uh, I am going to weave in uh, Sean and Kara. Um, thanks for both uh, being on here. Um, Kara, thanks for making it happen. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So Kara Baskin, for those who maybe don't know Kara already, is coming to us from East uh, Tetford. Did I pronounce that right? Tetford. Tetford. Mm -hmm. Vermont. Uh, you run a number of New England gems from Pylon Farms to Vermont 50 and 100 to Chesterfield Gorge. Uh, and this round sending the women's win, right? I haven't seen the official results, but for the uh, Vermont 50 mile. Yep. Uh, and then Sean Meisner, buddy, always good to see you. Hey buddy, you too, Ian. Uh, Sean and I go back uh, a ways uh, at this point. From about our, 20. Uh, I was thinking it's about 20 now. It's been a little while. Yeah. Um, and coming to us from a new home in Perkinsville, Vermont. Uh, Sean has over 219 races under the ultra sign-up belt. Uh including 42 trophies. Uh, let's say he's been around the block a, a bit. Um, a recent Beast Coast conversion from a prior life in the Cascade and Rocky Mountains uh, more recently. Uh, and it's good to have him uh, here on the East Coast. So um, thanks, buddy. Nice work. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so Kara, what's your, what's your, what's your background? It looks like you've You've done some uh, destination races, uh, maybe a bit. You've headed out uh, west as well, but honed in on some New England gems. Where are you from, and what's your uh, what's your trail background? Uh, so, so I grew up in Pennsylvania, um, and and went to school there. But I came up to uh, New Hampshire in 2013, and I've been there ever since, except for a year out in California. Um, I didn't start running trails uh, until my late. 20s and didn't do my first hike until maybe 2016 um but then fell in love with it pretty quickly um started hiking all the 4,000 footers in new hampshire and uh that sort of got me into to ultras and um and i i love doing the vermont races so vermont 50k 50 mile 100 um they're they're my go-to's and one of them, I, I didn't know the event existed until I um, 
ahead of the episode tried to stalk. I'm looking for pictures or just seeing what people are up to stalking the doing a brief stalk of the Facebook profile. There's also a what is it the 100 something by 100 kind of a relay across uh, Vermont. Yeah, there's a relay called the Vermont 100 on 100 um, on on Route 100. Um, usually it's a team of about six, but um, I did it in a team of three, and that was. That was actually my first uh, like quote unquote ultra experience. Um, and it was extremely fun to be that exhausted at the end of the day. Um, and so then I signed up for my first 50 miler from there. <laughs> right on. It looked like it was fun as relays are. Um, I like the scuba Steve uh, rocking out, which also <laughs> yeah. makes me think of uh, Sean's uh, tendency to uh, go all in with some of the uh, costumes in some of his uh, events. So. Absolutely. Um, I'm thinking he might be on board for that next round if you do it again. And then uh, some of the ones you have done, I mean, just beautiful. Like I haven't done, but Amy's Chesterfield Gorge, I've only heard really good things about and just how beautiful uh, that area is. It really is. Yeah, I think that started in um, 2018 and I crewed and, um, and paced a friend um, that year uh, and also got to pace um, one of the visually impaired runners. And that was really rewarding for me. Um, and then went back this, this June and, and ran it. And, uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's pretty mental, uh, cause it's three and a half out and backs and, um, it's relatively flat. So it's almost like, uh, doing a road race, but, um, but you got like 2000 feet of vert and, uh, it just, just keeps going. <laughs> it's nice. It's definitely on the, uh, uh, the list. Uh, so it would be cool to get up there as well. And are you in a rocking chair with crickets around you on the porch? Can you hear them? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it, I think it is awesome if you are literally sitting in a rocking chair on a porch surrounded by crickets in the evening in, in Vermont. There. Yeah. Should I go out and do the same? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if one of you could sit underneath a covered bridge or something like that, that might, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, top it We've off. Got those too. I have a pond in my yard. Should I go sit by my pond? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, and then Meisner coming in, um, this was for sure your first round. Have you done any other races? What, what's your new, have you done any others in new England? Remind me. Um, uh, no, no, this, uh, well, no, I've run, I've run the Boston marathon. Oh yeah. Okay. Any like the, any, yeah, that, uh, this trail? was my first, uh, ultra in new England. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so how'd you, uh, I mean, how'd it go? I mean, again, you've been around a lot and you're coming from kind of a different scene. It sounds like you had a pretty good experience. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I, what I, right before I moved here, I was like, oh, that's 10 miles from my house. I should probably run my new ultra, you know, mm -hmm. my new local ultra. And and typically I don't stay the night in my bed the night before an ultra. So it was kind of fun doing that. Um, you know, I, I like travel for races, but uh, this was all new anyway. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, when we first moved here, it was super hot and humid and sticky. And that's actually when I, when I met Kara, was on a super hot and humid day at the track for our track club um, just had a, a workout and and um, started talking about the the race then and she was telling me about it and so i was getting stoked even though it was super it was super humid then but uh thankfully it's not as hot anymore and um it was it was a fun day it was a meisner course it wasn't it, it was runnable uh -huh. <laughs> it, it wasn't rocky and technical which i appreciated um yeah and i and i had heard that about that course and uh, so, so I was excited to give it a shot. And, and you're going to have to pick your battles there in terms of finding the ones that are uh, Meisner yeah. courses. Yep. Yep. Those other ones you were talking about to everyone else a little before me, those is probably not going to be Meisner races. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and then how to shake out for both of you. I mean, Meisner, you commented on it, but uh, for Kara, for you, I mean, you must, well, I don't know. I mean, how the race go versus uh, kind of projections or um, what you were thinking uh, coming in and how you were feeling and, and how to shake out on the race front. Yeah. So, so this race was um, in 2016, it was my first ultra. I went straight to the 50 mile distance um, and ran like an 840. And so, you know, six years later with a lot of like hiking and running experience under my belt, my goal was to finish and um, to get a little faster. Um, and I tried to keep it um, as basic of a goal as that. Uh, so I went out like pretty conservatively. Um, but then I realized it was feeling like really great and coming off of a lot of um, hiking and a lot of vert this summer. So I, you know, picked it up and uh and blew by to... me about halfway into it just <laughs> train. she blew by me yeah sean and i ran the first mile together in 759 and i went uh this is not an ultra pace for me so I, I slowed down but yeah yeah we caught up with each other in somewhere in the 30s i think and no, um, around 25 is around 25 um and it, it, it was a great day. I mean, we had absolutely perfect weather. I've run this race when it's, you know, 90, 95 degrees, but it was, you know, 43 at the start, only got up to 60 something low humidity. Um, and as Sean said, it's a very runnable trail. It's beautiful. There's a ton of volunteers, a lot of great energy. Um, Mike Silverman does a great job with the race. And uh, yeah, it just, it was a, it was a great day. I, I coming into the mile 31 aid station, I think I was like maybe the sixth or seventh woman and just started to, to pick them off one by one. And it was, it was really exciting. It was a great day. Um, so I was looking at a comment coming in there. I just missed what you did. That's the very, sorry, I got distracted. Tell me that last thing you said in terms of coming in and in terms of the, um, uh, taking the win. Uh, how to go with the competitional value there at the end. And I want, sorry, I got distracted by this comment that I wanted to ask you about. Back up just yeah. a sentence, how that end of the race finished in terms of uh, anybody else around you or taking the win. Yeah, so so I started picking off um, the lead group of women um, who I hadn't yeah. seen since mile one. Uh, yep. Um, like somewhere between 31 and the end, um, past the first place woman at mile 38. Um, and, and was, you know, pretty nervous. 12 miles is a long time to worry yeah. about someone passing you. Yep. Um, but, uh, started catching up to like the 50 K runners and, um, some of the, um, other mountain bikers that were also running and, and just sort of like built on that momentum and, um, and then started passing some of the guys in the race as well and ended up in, in third. So it's really what's exciting. The, um, which is pretty freaking fantastic so nice work and so when you're saying you came back together that's so i i haven't really looked at the course map here of, of vermont either so does the 50 mile just do kind of a a dog leg off or whatever and then comes back and meets with the 50k course is that how because i'm assuming the 50k runners don't start earlier than you how's that go the 50k runners start um an hour and a half later and the mountain mm -hmm. bikers start um like 20 minutes in the 20 minutes leading up to the 50 mile start. So you're, you're sort of going back and forth with the same bikers um, throughout the whole day. Um, and then you split off and then come back in terms of connecting. 
Yeah, so I think, uh, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the 50-mile loop is just a lot bigger. And so the 50K runners start after, do a shorter loop, um, and then we, like, reconvene for, like, the bottom part of the loop. Got it. Um, And so these comments, and maybe you'll understand them. Maybe it's somebody that you're already connected to. And sorry for the distraction, because I was trying to think how I was going to word it. And then I was just like, "Ah, I can't make sense (laughs) of that. So maybe you can, just in case. uh, Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's part of the Upper Valley Running Club. And uh, yeah, he's training for the Valencia Marathon right now. So uh, pretty inspiring all the mileage that he's been doing. <laughs> right on. U- UV is Upper Valley. The Running Club is Upper Valley Running Club. Got yeah. it. Cool. Um, and then the follow up was uh, as you were talking, you dropped Joanna on that one. Um, and then Meisner, how about. Uh, uh, how about for you? I mean, how'd your how'd your day shake out? I mean, you're still getting your northeast feet under you, and um, well, you're not getting any younger. So, no, you know, how'd it go? no, I know. Um, and I'm still getting my running legs back after my cycling adventure yep. earlier this year. And so, I this summer I didn't do a lot of running. I mean, I'm I just didn't have a lot of motivation after my big bike ride, and so just run a little bit here and there. I mean, uh, my longest training run for this was 24 miles. It was like four and a half hours. Um, and you know, that's, that was fine. And that's um, kind of how it went then in terms yeah. of the, the race. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's exactly how it went. And, um, you know, no, I mean, I knew it was going to be a course that was friendly to me. So I wasn't super worried about that. And, and it was in like Kara said, you know, it was a nice weather day too. So I didn't have to worry about the heat and humidity. So just kind of, you know, I, I slowed down a little bit, but I never really suffered. And, you know, and, but more so, I mean, Kara passed me, not because I slowed down. She passed me because she kicked ass. I mean, uh-huh. when she put on the gas, she she went by so fast. It was so awesome <laughs> to watch her go. And my, my wife was at the aid station about two miles after Kara passed me. And she's like, Kara's going to win. <laughs> and she i didn't right. know that but it's nice she knew that yeah yeah she she could tell it was pretty cool um but yeah it was it, it was cool for me you know because i've lived here less than two months now but it was cool for me to finally meet some of the new england ultra crowd um yep. which is great i i enjoyed doing that and yeah fun and, and what was your uh what was your finish time again kara uh, 9 11 years 9 11 how about you kara uh, eight sixteen. Eight sixteen. Yeah, she, um, she was she was twenty five minutes faster than she when she ran it before. So thirty seconds yeah. mile faster. That's a lot. That's, that's yeah, a lot. yeah. And I think the second half of the race was like four minutes slower than the first half. So I'm 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 really happy with the the pacing and and sort of the endurance that I've built since the first time I ran this. The second mm-hmm. half of the course is it's a harder half. There's there's more single track and it's, it's just a tougher half. Yep, way less gravel, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, twisty, turny mountain bike trails. Yeah. I mean, every five feet uh-huh. you're turning around a tree and uh-huh. it really slows you down. Yeah. So a really good blend. I mean, single track, but it more still fairly runnable sing, single track is as per the mm-hmm. kind of technicality. And so it's so it's a really nice blend. I mean, it sounds like it is a pretty nice course. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I like to compare a lot of stuff to like the technicality of the whites. So, you know, it was, it was pretty smooth. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. And the the last uh, two and a half miles is probably the most technical. Wouldn't you 
Would you say that? Just going through uh, the... Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah, a little bit more. Um, or the some... last two miles, I guess. Yeah, Just rocks and roots. Yeah. Just to keep you um, on your feet. And the uh, did it leave you thinking that's kind of what uh, that was the race for you at Vermont? Or did it leave you feeling like, well, that was good, um, but I'm, you know, I'm going to come back and shave off another 17 minutes and go under eight. And I, I want that again. Uh, that would be amazing. Um, it would take a lot, a lot more training. I, I went sub eight at Chesterfield, um, but that had, you know, like 5,500 less feet of vert. Um, so, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll bust my butt this winter in the whites and, and see if I can do that. But I, I'm definitely excited to do, um, more 50 mile races. And, uh, I think it's, you know, it's my favorite distance. So it's nice to know that I can feel like a race the whole time. Yeah, that's I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll give my unasked for comment on that as someone who runs behind her in track and who, <laughs> who hears about what, what how she's been training this summer. Um, if you didn't do a 15,000 foot week the week before, you could go sub eight. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So... I'll just say that and, and you can, you can do with that what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, doing a 15,000 foot week and then showing up to track the next day is, uh, was, was pretty tough, tough this summer. <laughs> Dude, that's some, um, that's some bold vertical gain there on the week. <laughs> yeah. Just a week before the race. So she obviously wasn't coming in very fresh. Uh-huh. So, well, I think just that. <laughs> There's that. Which I, I is, can see her going to just because of that. So. Yep. Done. And so, are you doing something occupationally, or is that just for fun? You're just liking getting out and just spending time on your feet um, in the mountains. Uh, I mean, it's it's um, my favorite my favorite hobby. I'm working on the grid right now, so um, uh -huh. doing all the four thousand footers, um, trying to get them in in each month of the year, um, but just not just not a calendar year. So we're we're like sixty five percent done and. I'm trying to get done. That's awesome. Nice work. Um, it's been fun to, I think, chat with, uh, I think, Alyssa most recently on the, uh, I think, New Hampshire, uh, at least 48 there. I think that's what yep. it was most recently. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So that's great. Uh, and how about for what's ahead? Um, anything uh, on deck for either of you for this fall? I mean, Kara, it sounds like you'll keep working on the... Uh, uh, the grid, uh, which will keep you in just kind of uh, beast uh, beast mode shape to, to hop in at will at things, especially if you're pairing it with a little bit of a uh, speed work there with your running club, which sounds pretty sweet. Um, any formal events that you're still signed up for? Uh, for me, I, I might jump into the, the Randolph Ramble, which is a 10K in um, uh, Randolph, New Hampshire. Um, you're doing it too? I think so, yeah. Amazing. Um, and then I'll probably just take the winter off to hike and then think about spring races. Um, next year, I'd love to go back to the Vermont 100. Um, and it'll probably be my eight race. Mm -hmm. What'd you run there prior? Uh, Time-wise? Yeah, how'd it go? And I guess time-wise, yeah. What are you yeah. What are you hoping to go back and do different or what's your goal? So, so um, I did it in 2019. That was my first 100. Um, I ended up getting um, fourth woman in, in 2216 um, and was pretty proud of that. It was like a 95 degree day, just, mm -hmm. just the hottest day of the year. 
Yeah. Uh, I went back this year. What was that? That was a beast of a day. Yeah, it was rough. Um, mm-hmm. Went back this year, ended up um, DNFing at mile 76. So I've got some unfinished business. Um, yep. So next year, the goal is to, you know, finish. But if I can get under 22, I'd be ecstatic. So clearly, you're pretty capable in terms of um, pace, uh, in uh, whether you call it speed or, or whatever. But you just doing the grid, you doing the, the 15K the week before Vermont 50, as an example as well. I mean, it's interesting. It seems like you could get in some really early uh, long r- events as well, as opposed to something like Vermont, which is a very runnable kind of fast 100. So it's like you're clearly capable of both, um, but you're kind of being drawn to these more runnable fast stuff, yet your your daily life or training is a lot burlier. Um, that's very true. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm considering doing some more technical races. Um, I think I want to get in the speed first um, before I tackle something that might take me more than 30 hours. Um, I just want to make sure that I, I can get my, my good time and, and feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Man, for as good as you are, though, I mean, it was going to take you 30 hours. Now, nah, you're, you're much quicker <laughs> than that, even on, even on a burly court. I don't know what's going to take you 30 hours. Um, something in Europe, probably. <laughs> right, probably something in Europe. I don't know. I, um, I can see you as a sub thirty UTM beer. Oh, you're planting the seed. All right. Good. There Good. The I'm, I'm putting it out there. I can yeah. see that. And for those uh, not also knowing Meisner, um, coming with uh, how long you've been coaching now? It's probably been like what fifteen years at this point. Twenty. Twenty years. Whew. Yeah, uh, twenty years at this point. Coach for Charmin Ultra, right? That's the. Mm-hmm. Yep. Entity. So weighing in on a sub 30 UTMB and Meisner having been out to UTMB as well. Um, there comes uh, some some educated uh, positing there for for time. Um, so regardless, it's going to be fun to see what you do care, uh, whether it be Vermont. But I'll be curious to see what you do on some of the other stuff, too. Um, and then Meisner, how about for you? What um, you mentioned, the one um, uh, that 10 miler, is that what it was you guys got coming up? 10K. 10K. Yeah. 10K. Randolph Ramble, yeah. The week before that, I'm going to do, um, there's a trail marathon in Stowe. Um, going to do that. One What's of my that clients. one? It's the Trap Family Mountain oh, Marathon yeah. or uh, yep. something like that. That's um, also a Meisner course. That'll be good. Is it? Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stowe's kind of fun. One of my clients has run that, and he gave me good reviews on it, so I thought I should go run it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then... Next year, I think I may put, put my hat back in the 100-mile ring as well and maybe see if I can stay up with Kara at Vermont since it's, yes. it's my hometown 100-miler now too. So, you know, it's been, it'll been eight years since I've run my last 100, and um, I've kind of forgotten how much they hurt. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, it'll be fun to see you. Uh, well, it'll be fun to see uh, Kara sail by you again at mile 25. Then uh, Vermont 100, and then she'll have 75 miles to put uh, distance yeah. on you. Yep, that'll be great. Yeah, uh, which would be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and then at some point, Meisner, I'll get up there and we'll we'll visit the new homestead, and then maybe uh, Carol will be an opportunity to track you down too, and um, try to track you up one of those, uh, I don't know, one of those grid lines, uh, so to I speak. Love that. I'll take you up. Uh, right on. Come to Randolph in uh, in October and run the Randolph Ramble with us, buddy. 
could. I'm really enjoying coaching mode uh, uh, at the moment as well. So pretty much all the uh, all the way through November weekends okay. are pretty chewed, but I should should do that. Um, it's, it's a Doug Mayer event. You know it's a what event? Have you you know Doug? Oh, Doug, oh it's one of Doug's events. Yeah, it's one of his events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, well, I mean that's a poll. I know uh, it's a big poll. So that, yeah. that tells you it's going to be low key and it's just a fun end of season run, is what it is. I imagine yep. Kara's going to hike a couple four thousand foot peaks the day before and day after. I'm I'm planning to do that, so make a weekend <laughs> of it. That's I mean, good. you can't drive up to Randolph and not hike. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly that's what right. it's there for. <laughs> Um, what's the date? October 22nd. Yeah, it's the third weekend of October. Yeah. Um, well, right on. Uh, well, nice work to both of you, Sean. Again, it's good to have you um, uh, driving distance here as, as opposed to airplane distance, uh, finally. Yeah, and uh, Kara, it's really nice to meet you digitally and, and great job uh, at Vermont. And it'll be, I'll be pretty excited to see um, where you continue to go from here. Uh, so Fang, thanks for uh, dropping some comments uh, in there. Sorry that first one got me. I was I was trying to process the uh, the UV and then why is it uh, zoo? So I was uh, sorry that, that kind of lost me for a minute. But I appreciate you weighing in there. Um, uh, well, great. Um, well, thanks to both of you for taking a bit of your time here uh, tonight, and um, I look forward to catching up with you more uh, as we go. Absolutely. Thanks great. so much. See you, buddy, and uh, great job, Kara. I'm super proud of you. You did awesome. I'm proud of you too, Sean. <laughs> Uh, all right. See you guys. All right. See ya. All right. So thanks for those who uh, were able to tune in live and catch the episode after the effect. Uh, we'll see what uh, comes next week. Uh, hopefully we can catch up with uh, maybe a couple that ran uh, Black Forest this coming weekend. Uh, I also want to touch base with Lindsay Webster and Ryan Atkins. Uh, both, I think Lindsay took the overall win at the 15K OCR World Championships in uh, Stratton, I think it was, this past weekend. Uh, and I think Ryan finished second overall, and that's in the 15K Pro Division. Uh, and then I'll have to uh, look, see what else is uh, out there. Uh, if you got any events on your radar that are happening in your communities, let me know. Um, I could check them out. If you had any other opportunities going that you want me to plug, uh, for sure, let me know. Um, and I really appreci- appreciate you guys all plugging in. Uh, so uh, until that time, hope you have great weekends or great rest of your weeks and weekends ahead. And uh, until then, uh, see you.